Hello, football fans. Welcome to Helmet to Helmet, joined by my constant co-host, Deuce. I am Stokes. Uh, how's it going? Uh, Deuce, how you been? Uh, this is something we've been excited to do. We're going to be covering all things football all the time. Uh, we've been had this in the works for a while, but now uh, finally get it out there. Yeah, we've been talking about this since we were in Buffalo together, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're always just joking about like, man, bro, we need a podcast. We need yeah. a podcast. Finally got the stuff we need to do it and just started to roll with it this year. Yeah. Get off for the football season. Right. Ready to go. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to get this thing going. Deuce, for those who don't know you, why don't you give your give uh, the listeners a little introduction? Who are you, your football background, what fans, what, what team you like, uh, everything about you? Yeah, so Bills fan, grew up in Webster, New York, with you obviously, went to high school together, everything. Um, went to college in Buffalo, so got to see a couple games and stuff like that. But I am a... I wouldn't really want to call myself like a influencer. I'd like to say like, I'd rather be a, just like a real football coach. Like I just want to, my main focus is to get people to know stuff quicker. So I want people to not go to college and be like, Oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I want you to get the knowledge and like top tier knowledge in high school to be able to ball out and be able to get recruited well. So I do that. I do obviously have a, substantial following on Instagram and TikTok, but mainly like I'm just trying to get people better, whether that is in person or virtually. Nice. Nice. Uh, for those who don't know me, uh, I also were Deuce and I are both from Rochester, New York, um, upstate New York. We've lived here most of our whole lives. Deuce actually just relocated out to Texas. Uh, I'm a big Miami Dolphins fan, played a little football growing up. Wasn't really terribly great but um nonetheless uh i've been a huge dolphins fan my whole life been waiting 24 almost 25 years now to hopefully see a super bowl but we're uh who knows i think this year uh this year they look pretty good so um first thing uh yesterday today we're recording this uh friday uh, saturday actually uh, september 9th uh two days after the thursday night season opener deuce uh lions got the win very surprising to me what uh what were your initial thoughts um i did take the lions to win but no obviously shot. i'm not you i'm not a big not chief pick. i i did i did i just i'm not a big Chiefs fan so like i always do root against them uh-huh. but i didn't i didn't think the lions were I thought they were going to win, and I thought that's how they're going to win, like, two, three-point game. I didn't think the Lions were going to go in there and, like, blow them out. Yeah. But they ran the ball. I was surprised that without Chris Jones, I don't want to say they did great, but they definitely did better than people yeah. expected. Yeah. Um, also, with that, the Lions do complement their run game with the play action. I do think they were very successful on the play action. Last last night, mm-hmm. and I do like the one-two punch from Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs can run the ball, yeah. so yeah, keep going. Yeah, uh, you know, J- Gibbs didn't get a ton of snaps, but um, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson said that uh, it was expected they wanted to get him into the flow of the NFL before giving him a ton of snaps. I think later in the year he's going to be more of a workhorse. But I, I was very surprised, personally. The two things that stood out to me, um, I still thought Mahomes played 
very well. I thought second half he started forcing some things that was uncharacteristic of him, but the Chiefs receiving core, man, I mean, my God, they were horrible. <laughs> they nobody could catch anything. Nobody was open. Everything was going to tight ends or running backs. Kadarius Tony, don't even want to get into that. <laughs> He's on your fantasy horrible. team. <laughs> yeah, I started him too. I you know, I had figured without Travis Kelsey, I thought you know, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, guys like that were going to have big games. Neither of them was seen. And I don't think Travis Kelsey's injury is going to be a long-term thing, but I do think it's something to really look out for for the Chiefs this year are sort of weapons issues. Um, for those of you who know me, I'm a huge believer that successful weapons make successful teams. Chiefs have never really had great weapons since Tyreek Hill got traded. I think it's something to look out for. Yeah, another thing that I will say is I feel like the Chiefs in short yard situations did not want to run the ball at all. Like, I feel like they were always – like, they did the trick play. Mm-hmm. They, I think they did another one, like an end around. Yeah. But, like, they just did not want to run the ball between the tackles on, like, third and two, third yeah. and three. Like, it was always a pass. Yeah. And I, I didn't look at the film too much, but I feel like the boxes were pretty open. Like, yeah. It was pretty light boxes, but they were just daring them to throw. And yeah. obviously, if you have the best player in the league, like, yeah, it's put it in his hands. A lot of his hands. Yeah, it's hard to take ball his hands. But I just thought that they didn't really establish a run game either. Mahomes had the most rushing yards at 45 yards and had, what, six attempts. And Pacheco had eight for 21. Mm-hmm. Like, so they really didn't have any sort of run game going, which I think – I don't think it, they need, like, obviously someone that runs 100 yards a game. But I think they – need someone to rush more than Mahomes. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Another thing that stood out to me, I thought Andy Reid called a really conservative game. Uh, I, th- I think there were three times where they had fourth down and less than four that he either punted or took field goals, which I think later in the season, especially with Travis Kelsey, I don't think he's punting or kicking on all of those, but that was just something that stood out to me was, you know, the fact that he was. I thought he called a really conservative game. I thought he was just trying to survive the week, and it ended up coming back to haunt him. Tough to work with Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony, I guess. Yeah, that's um, great. So, uh, first thing we're going to talk about, you know, both of us being AFC East team fans, me, myself being a Dolphins fan, Deuce being a Bills fan, we figured that's the perfect place to start. Um, we're going to a little bit of a deep dive of the AFC East, talking about predictions, talking about each team's strengths, weaknesses, and one X factor that we think can really make or break each team. Um, Deuce, uh, why don't you go ahead and give your predictions for standings? Yeah, let me pull them up real quick for you. So I have, I don't think I showed you these actually, yeah, so you don't even know what they look like. These are blind yeah. predictions. So. I have the Ravens, number one seed, thir- 13 and four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then I have the Bills, 12 and five, Chiefs, 12 and five, but I think the Bills have the tiebreaker. They beat them at home like we did last year. Okay. And then Jaguars, 11 and six. Bengals are going to be 12 and five. Bam. Because I know the way that the seeding works, it's the yeah. divisions. Yep. So, like, the Bengals will have a better record than the Jags, but the way that yep. it works, they'll be yeah. the fifth seed. I think the Bengals would be twelve and five. I did have them at eleven and six, but that's because I thought Burrow wasn't going to play right. a couple games. Right. So now that he's playing, right. I got them at twelve and five. 
I mean, I guess they could be. I wouldn't mind thirteen and four. They'll still be the fifth seed because of the Ravens. I just think the Ravens are going to win the division. Okay. Um, Chargers eleven and six, Jets ten and seven, Finns nine and eight, Steelers nine and eight, okay. Broncos seven and ten. I got the Texans seven and ten. I think wow. they're going to play hard. Okay. And obviously, you got to. Well, I guess the Texans are part of that issue, but I think they beat. Colts and Titans twice. I have the Colts and Titans last. And so then I have the Patriots six and eleven, Browns five and twelve, Raiders five and twelve, Titans four and thirteen, and Colts two and fifteen. I want. I really, really wanted wow. to make the Colts zero and sixteen because of how bad I think they're gonna be. Yeah. But I was like, you're gonna play the Titans and yeah. the Texans. Like you'll you'll win one of those. You'll yeah. get one of those. Eh? Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to not win a game in the National Football League. <laughs> Uh, myself yeah. from first place to last in the AFC, I have division winners, uh, Chiefs at 13 and four, Bengals 12 and five, Bills 12 and five, Jags 11 and six, wild card teams. I have Dolphins 11 and six, Jets 10 and seven, Ravens 10 and seven. First team out, I have Steelers missing at 10 and seven on conference record. I've got Broncos Chargers also missing at nine and eight. Browns six, uh, eight and nine, Patriots and Colts both six and eleven. I have the Titans five and twelve, Raiders five and twelve, and bringing up the rear, the Texans at thirteen and four. So it seems like we both had AFC East specific. I think it seems like we both had Bills winning that division. Why don't we start there, Deuce? What do you think, as a Bills fan, your biggest strength on that team? Oh, my biggest strength is definitely going to be that Sean McDermott is calling plays. Okay, That's like my number one thing. I'm so glad that Leslie Frazier is not calling plays. Yeah. He had not one, but two two shots and <laughs> came up came up very short yeah, of both two. attempts. Yeah. So, and Sean, Sean McDermott's team has a minded, so I do think that will help. Um, That's my ex fact that's like the strengths i think the x factor i don't know if we're talking about that yet yeah yeah you can go into we'll talk all about all okay. bills first yeah so then x factor i think is don kincaid we'll be able to have two tight end sets be able to run the ball a little bit better it's not going to be like completely because yeah. he's not a very big pass blocking or yeah. run run blocking guy mm-hmm. so it'll be a little bit better and it'll be tough mismatching because for personnel wise on defense you got to figure out if you want to put an extra corner out there for when he goes out in the pass, but then that's going to help our run game. Or if you're going to put another linebacker, which is going to make a mismatch of the pass game. Yeah. So I think that's going to help because there's going to be two tight ends most of the time. Mm-hmm. My concern is the offensive line. Yeah. They did not look good yeah. in these preseason games. Like not look good. I think they had like 10, 10 false starts in three games. Yeah. And that's not, that's the, that's the first half or the yeah. first quarter. Haven't they played 10 false starts? Mm-hmm. Out of what? I really say 10 first fall starts out of like 10 series. Yeah. So not, not, I'm nervous. <laughs> for, for me, so I had Bills 12 and 5. I think their biggest strength is Josh Allen. I think he's a little bit of a double edged sword sometimes, but when you have a premier quarterback in the NFL, you're never out of games. Uh, I think he can do things that no other quarterback can do. Yes, as, a, if I was a Bills fan, the turnovers do concern me, but just the sheer offensive output he's been able to produce for three years straight is always a huge strength. 
Uh, for weakness, I have their weapons. Now, Dalton Kincaid for me, and I'll get a little bit into a, a little bit more into him later. He's a question mark, but outside of sure. Stefan Diggs, I'm not a huge believer in Gabe Davis. I think that once per month he'll show up and give you a crazy game. Outside of that, maybe he'll eat, maybe I'll eat my words this year, but outside of that, I think that you know, you look at the the rest of their receivers, I think they're a bunch of threes, fours, and low-end fives outside of Diggs. I think that sometimes you get into spots where if Diggs isn't getting the ball, they're not really moving the ball. That's going to be an area of weakness I'm looking out for this year. And then I actually had the same X factor as you. I think Dalton Kincaid, I think if he does turn into a really good tight end, I think their offense could be special. As we've seen, first year tight ends, the tight end learning curve is pretty steep when you get into the NFL. Outside of Kyle Pitts, we haven't seen very many rookie tight ends succeed quickly. So I'm curious to see what type of impact he has as a Dolphins fan. He does remind me a little bit of Mike Gusecki, which, as Dolphins fans know, in recent years has not been very special. It's difficult to scheme him because when he's on the field, you realize that they're probably going to throw the ball. So that's one area of concern I have about him. But I did like him a lot uh, in the draft process. I thought the Bills got a great player. So we're going to see how that plays out now. Yeah, I agree. Oh, sorry. sorry. I'll let you down. I said, I agree with the skill players because apparently our number three right now is uh Trent Sherfield. Yeah. Not high on that. No. And like, like what happened in recent games that we've lost and they double team dig successfully. Mm-hmm. We don't, like, you're right. We don't move the ball. If they double-team Diggs successfully, it's really hard for um, Ken Dorsey. I mean, maybe that's what they worked on this offseason. Really hard for Ken Dorsey to scheme open. Because I 100% know that when Dable was there, they were still double-covering Diggs, and he was still scoring. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, is the – for offensive coordinators, the learning curve there is that whenever Diggs was doubled, they just – basically would use him as a decoy and say, all right, if they want to double him, we'll work the other side of the field. Diggs obviously doesn't like that. And I think (laughs) the reason that Diggs doesn't like that is because when Dable was there, he was still getting double teamed and which he had his best season. So he's probably getting double teamed the most and he was still able to get open and they're still able to scheme open. So I think that is what like the controversy is in, in the locker room is that, before he was already getting doubled and they were able to still scheme him open in ways. Yeah. And I think that's what Ken Dorsey is struggling with is trying to see him open because yeah. there's two ways to do it. Obviously more team players would probably be okay with letting the defense take two and someone else get touches. But I think the issue is, is that Diggs already saw that even when that happens, he's still able to get the ball. So when, someone else comes in and they're like, oh no, just, just keep running and let two on him. He's not going to like that. Cause he knows that there's ways they can still get the ball. Right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how their uh, weapons bounce back. Now, Deuce, you had the jets at second place. Why don't we move there? Um, I had, I actually have the jets at third place at 10 and seven, but for me, uh, obviously, you know, you got to talk, their defense for me was their biggest strength. I thought last year their defense was really special. Now I will give a little, little caveat that Jets fans listening might not like 
they did play a ton of backup quarterbacks and third string quarterbacks. I think that that has a small factor in their success, but I still expect them to be very good. I think they've got great personnel. I think Quinn and Williams is really special. I think sauce Gardner is very special. And I think Robert Sala is a great defensive coach, uh, an area of weakness I have targeting for them. I think their offensive line has a lot of question marks on it. I don't think they have any great offensive linemen. I think they've got some solid pieces, but I think the offensive line is going to be something that if they can't give Rogers time, if they can't let Dalvin cook and Brees hall work on the running game, they're going to struggle offensively. It's going to look differently than last year, but it's going to be the same result. Uh, and then my X factor, I have Aaron Rodgers. Um, I was not very high on Aaron Rodgers last year. I thought he was just an above average quarterback. I did not personally think the Jets are just a quarterback away, but if he returns to MVP Aaron Rodgers or even slightly below that, I think they could be a really special team this year. Yeah, I do have similar our concerns offensive line i don't think they have proved that they can be successful yet obviously they did do decent in the giants jets preseason game where they scored twice i believe yeah. i think it was a touchdown and a field goal yeah. or something like that <clears throat> they did get down the field then again i I think the Jets went all out and the Giants didn't go all out because I think the Giants had all their backups in. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously hard to gauge during preseason yeah. since both starters weren't out. Um, the X factor, yes, Aaron Rodgers. I think he is going to absolutely force feed Gary Wilson the ball because if you watch Hard Knocks, he can already see he's pretty frustrated with anyone not named Alan Lazard or Gary Wilson. Yeah. So I think that is going to be interesting to see how that works and how when they double Garrett Wilson, what they scheme, because if the offensive line is not good, they're not going to have a very good run game. And I do think Aaron Rodgers has had a decent run game every single time he's played. And I think the, I don't want to say, I don't know what the word is, but I think the luxury that he had before is, they didn't always need to run the ball to be good, but that's also just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But when they did need to run the ball, they were very good at doing it. Yeah. So we'll see now in games where they need to run the ball, mm-hmm. if they can actually do it, or if it's going to be all on Aaron Rodgers to just basically cook something up. Yeah. And I just don't think that's going to be as sustainable because he's already said like publicly, he does not trust the whole receiving group. Yeah. Like I, like I said, behind Garrett Wilson and, and Lazard, I don't think there's many people that he's like, oh, yeah, I can give him the ball. Like he's going to do this. He's going to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's the X factor. My concern is the O-line. Uh, their strength, I think their strength is <laughs> – I want to say their strength is Aaron Rodgers, but a, uh, in a coaching standpoint yeah. because as bad as it sounds, I think Aaron Rodgers is coaching the players – as much as he's coaching the coaches or <laughs> vice versa, he's coaching the coaches as much as he's coaching the players. Yeah. Because he's sitting here saying, when are we going to find out this don't work or, or that play doesn't work in the, in this formation. So I think the coaches are learning a good amount from Aaron Rodgers because those coaches are young. It's Robert Sala. Uh, I think Nathaniel Hackett is a damn puppet. I don't think he does anything, yeah. but give the green light on Aaron Rodgers to do what he wants to do. Yeah. So that's probably why I want him there. Yeah. And 
So I feel like that is their strength is that Aaron Rodgers is giving the coaches some game as well while they're trying to figure out how to do the season or start yeah. the season. Yeah, I uh, I think Jets, similarly to the Dolphins, who we'll touch on next, uh, I think the Jets are a team that, depending, they have a lot of factors. Depending on how each variable plays out, I could just as easily see them winning seven or six games as I could winning 12 or 13 games. It's just how everything yeah. meshes, how each piece fits together, and has a lot to do with how the other teams in the division are. Um, you know, I think that I could easily see a world in which this team, everything works and everything is clicking on all cylinders and Rodgers is great and they win 13 games. Similarly, I could see Rodgers being not as committed at the end of his career. Their defense takes a step back and they win seven or eight games, you know? So I think that'll be something interesting to watch out for. And I think that predicates heavily on this start to the season because I have it up right now. The Jets play Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City, Denver, and Philly before they're bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's a very <laughs> difficult start to the to the year for sure. Yeah, so it's really I think that's going to predicate on how that is, and that's also going to predicate on how it Rogers feels because yeah. they're three and three, two two and four, like he's not going to like that, yeah. and that might rub some people the wrong way, the way that he either would lash out or try to rally his troops in the way right. that other people might not like. But at the end of the day, that team's pretty young, so you don't really have another out. Like, that's the only person you really can look up to is Aaron. So yeah. it's really, like, his way of the highway, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Now, uh, moving on to South Florida's favorite, my favorite, Miami Dolphins. I have them 11 wins in the top wild card spot. Deuce, I believe you had them nine wins missing the playoffs. Um, what, uh, in their eight like... spots or no? No, there's seven spots. Okay. Seven oh. spots, three division win- or four division winners, three wild cards. Um, I think in the AFC, you're going to need to win 10 wins. I might flip that then. Because I think that I think what's going to happen with that Finns game, I can see them both going ten and seven, and whoever has the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. I um I think you know moving into their team, I think their biggest strength. I think they've got great weapons on both sides of the ball. Obviously, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle are going to get a ton of credit. I think Braxton Berrios was a great addition. I think he's going to help be sort of a man beater and just uh, work against short man coverage uh, plays that just, hey, we need six yards on third and five. You can beat this guy one-on-one. Or when they're playing zone, I need you to sit down in this soft hole in zone and gain seven yards, you know. And on the defensive side of the ball, I also, you know, you don't hear a lot about weapons on defense, but I think... Uh, I think Christian Wilkins is a great weapon. Xavier Howard, healthy this year. I think he's going to be great. I think they've got a great safety pair. My biggest concern, though, as we're already seeing with the week one injury report, is the team health. Obviously, uh, they've had huge injuries. Jalen Ramsey's probably not coming back until November or December. Tua has missed three or four games each of the last two seasons. Teron Armstead hasn't played a full season 
in recent history, maybe not in his career. I'm actually not quite sure about that. He's already been ruled out week one. I think that this team will go as far as their health takes them, which is something that you never like to hear. Their X factor, obviously, uh, Tua Tungavailoa, I think that he was very special last year when he was on the field. It's just how many games is he going to play? You know, I think that like if he plays 15 or more games at the level he played at last year, they're going to be very hard to beat, but it's just whether or not he's going to get those 15 games. Yeah, okay. Um, so what I have for concerns, I'll start with concerns, is like you said, injuries, more specifically to a, yeah. I have them at that nine and eight because – I'm just saying I think two is going to be out minimum three games. It doesn't have to be a concussion. Yeah. Just maybe something. It's fair. So, and have they, did they ever win a game with the backup in? Did they win the last game, that Jets game? Yeah. Yeah. Week 17 yeah. against the Jets. Skylar Thompson. Yeah. So they won that game. Yep. And that's why I'm going to say my X factor would be Tyreek Hill because I think Mike White's a significant upgrade from – Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. So even if Tua does go down, I think that Mike White was able to throw the ball five yard slant or a goal ball to Tyreek Hill. And he still gets like solid yards, even when the backups are in. It's just obviously whether if they win or not. Yeah. So I think that's the X factor because I think he can get you over the hump even with a backup quarterback. Maybe not long term, but like just say like maybe Tua has a little soreness or something, can't play a game. I think if they scheme it around Tyreek Hill to just. Mm-hmm win one-on-one matchups and scheme him open to open field and open space yeah that they can still like squeeze a win out um concerns their strength i think their strength is mike daniels mike daniels i think very good play caller and i think that just has to do with what i just said is be able to scheme his players open yeah i don't think it matters what you do with tyree kill defensively like your plan I still think if if he really wants to, you can give him the ball and he's going for eight, 120 and a score. Easy. I think Tyree Kill is going to get 2K. I think he's going to get 2K this year if he stays healthy. That's a bold take. And like I said, I I don't think that's going to be predicated on who's the quarterback. I'm not not saying two is going to be out a long time, but like even like I said, two out, three games or something, doesn't have to be in a row or at a time. I still think. He'll be able to get that. For some reason, I don't know why, I have a feeling that Mike McDaniels and him are going to like aggressively try to get that yeah. 2K. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just have a feeling that they're going to aggressively try to get that 2K. I think that's like on the board in the locker room, yeah. like Tyreek Hill we'll 2K. Uh, he's called it out on his stream. You hear, you heard it here first. Uh, Deuce thinks Tyreek Hill is going to be first Dolphins receiver ever to have 2,000 yards. Uh, lastly, we both had unanimous last place, New England Patriots. I believe we both had them at six wins. I do not see a ton of bright spots on this team. Maybe in 14 weeks, I'll be wrong, but my strength, I had their defense. I still think their defense is very good. Uh, I think that Bill Belichick obviously is a very solid coach, but their weaknesses I had their entire offense. I thought their offense last year was horrible. Um, I don't believe Mac Jones is a great quarterback, although I'll say for the Mac Jones fans, 
I don't think the Patriots have done a whole lot to try and help him succeed. I think they've got very mediocre weapons at best. Uh, I don't think they have anybody on the offense that you can say is top half of the NFL at their position. Maybe that's a little harsh on Juju specifically, but I just I don't see a lot of hope for this offense. Um, but I do have their X factor being Mac Jones. I think that somehow Mac Jones was a pro bowler his rookie year. And if he can play really well, I think this team could maybe sneak into the playoffs. But I have their ceiling at nine wins, maybe ten wins. I don't see them contending for the division. Yeah, I don't see them contending for the division either. Like I said, we both had them last place. My X factor is going to be Bill Bryan because they had Matt Patricia calling plays, which is a defensive-minded coach. Yeah. So. That was already a plan, like, ready to fail. Yeah. And I feel like Bill O'Brien does pretty good. Coach Sean Watson, you know, if you want to go real, real back, like, he has some Alabama connections with Nick Saban. So I think he's going to be able to, you know, get them 18 points per game, something like that. I don't think they're going to skyrocket. I I think they'll be a little bit better. But my concerns – are, like you said, the entire offense. I don't know. You got uh, Stevenson at the back with Zeke probably getting goal line carries. But outside of that, Devontae Parker, not really high on him. Juju, that that tweet or whatever that came out like a week ago about his knee being able to explode. (laughs) That's kind of weird. So concerns on that. And I just don't. I Mac Jones, they don't have much confidence in. I feel like because you said that you don't think they've done much. I think that Mac Jones isn't um, comprehending as well. Yeah, is what I believe is. I think maybe the offense is a little too complex, and maybe that is part of like maybe they're not. I don't want to say grooming, but developing him that well. Mm-hmm is because maybe stuff's a little bit too complex and we need to start a little lower. But that's how I feel. I feel like he's kind of not getting the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, X-Factor, their strength is hands down their defense. Yeah. Regardless, if I think the defense scored as much as the offense last year, to be honest. <laughs> their, their defense is good for a touchdown every other game, but and I feel like they stop teams besides, obviously, the East. I feel like they get hosed when they play in their division. But besides that, like, I feel like they hold it down most of the time. They hold them to 17, and they can't score 15. So, Yeah. 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 I, I think uh, that's what it is. I think the – I do see – I think the Patriots are the only team that cannot win the division – Maybe in middle of January, I'll be incorrect, but I feel pretty good saying that they're probably going to be third or fourth in the division. Um, so ra- that wraps up the AFC talks. Uh, Deuce, why don't quickly, I'll go through, give you my NFC predictions. I've got Eagle, or I've got 49ers first place, 14 and three. Eagles also winning division at 13 and four. Lions, who we saw week one. Uh, winning the division at 11 and six. Then I have the Saints winning that 
horrible division, nine and eight. Wild card teams, Cowboys eleven and six, Vikings nine and eight, Seahawks nine and eight. I actually have the Giants first team out of the playoffs at nine and eight, missing on division record. Packers I've got eight and nine. Panthers and Falcons seven and ten. Commanders and Bears six and eleven. Buccaneers five and twelve. Rams five and twelve. And Cardinals three and fourteen. What uh what do you think about those dudes? Give me five seconds. Yeah, I think uh, I think Niners. Uh, I think they're gonna be really solid this year. I think that the fact that they play in a weaker NFC is gonna help. But uh, I think that they're actually, and we'll talk, we'll touch on it briefly later. Niners are actually my Super Bowl team coming out of the NFC. Yeah. So mine is I got the Eagles at sixteen and one. Wow. I. I, to be honest, 16 wins. I, to be honest, I don't see them losing, but I just don't think they're going to have a 17 0 season. I just, I don't know. I got to maybe look back at some of the teams that they lost to and how they lost. But recent memory, the way that they played versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, like, I just don't know who's beaten that. Yeah. If they obviously there could be some low games or some low weeks, but yeah, I got them at sixteen and one. I got the 49ers at fifteen and two. Obviously, barring QB health, because that's their literal literal killer yeah. of why they don't have more Super Bowls. Then I have the Lions at eleven and six. Uh those are my division. Oh no, Saints too at seven and ten. Those are my division winners. Seven then I got a Cowboys winning the division. <laughs> Oh, 10 and 7. Did I say oh, 7 okay. and 10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 and 7. Yeah, 10 and 7. My bad. Um, I have the Cowboys at 12 and 5. I have the Seahawks at 11 and 6. Vikings at 10 and 7. Packers 10 and 7. I got Bears 9 and 8. Yeah, I'm, I'm a high Bears. Yeah, Deuce. Uh, Deuce uh, is a big Justin Fields believer. Yeah, I'm a big Justin Fields believer. They got to get the right, the right people in his ear. I got the Panthers at 8 and 9. I only think about that because I think besides the Saints, I think they can beat the Bucks and the Falcons twice. So that's almost halfway there. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big believer in the Giants. Yeah. Seven and ten Giants. I I think based on where they were seated, I mean, I guess they were still uh, third place last year, but I don't know. I'm not. I don't think the defense is as good. Obviously, their D-line is very, very, very good. Yeah. But besides that, I'm not a high believer in, in the secondary. Uh, they did get a free agent signing from the Jaguars. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> I think it's Afungu. Mm-hmm. I probably butchered that. Yeah. But uh, he's solid. He was, I think. He either led the league in tackles last year or was top three. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good signing. But I don't know. I don't believe in Daniel Jones either. Like, yeah. I think he just got bailed out a good amount of times from Saquon. Not to say that he can't get bailed out again, but I just don't think that's as likely to happen. I sure. think they're going to force Daniel Jones to throw that rock. Yeah. And I, I'm just not. It's so I got Falcons 7 and 10. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Desmond, but 
they do move the ball. Yeah. That's that's the one thing. Even though they had all those bad or didn't win every single game, they moved the ball pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. It was they were, most of the games are pretty high scoring. Uh, I think Bijan's gonna be electric. Absolutely electric. Uh Rams, five and eleven or five and twelve, excuse me. I saw something that said that they only have three players on their team, which is Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup. And after that, it's a bunch of freaking JV yeah. players or yeah. practice Cooper squad players. Actually, today just got put on IR as well. So also, he's four. Yeah, he'll be missing at least the first four games of the year. Wow. Yeah. So I love Sean McVay and the way that he coaches and the way he schemes up stuff. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you, you, you can't do much with nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have. Bucks fourteen and three, I three and fourteen. Baker May, oh yeah, Jesus. Uh, oh three and four and fourteen. No, yeah, three and fourteen is right. Four and thirteen, Jesus man, that's what I got. Yeah. Four and thirteen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's simple. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I do think for some reason, and when we were we were drafting. I just thought of Chris Godwin and Mike Williams, or not Mike Williams, Mike Evans. They're getting a thousand yards of pop with Jameis Winston quarterback. Yeah. So fantasy wise, I was thinking, well, solid. why can't one of these guys? Yeah, I said, why can't one of these guys still get a thousand yards? And obviously, the Michael, the Michael Evans, Mike Evans, he's always had a thousand yard season. So that's also a hard thing to go off. And then I got Commanders. Four and thirteen as well. Just the division's tough. Yeah. Not much you can do. Yeah. They have a. He's not a rookie quarterback, but it's going to be his first year. And the Cardinals own sixteen. They're they're tanking, bro. Yeah. I don't think you can look me in the face and you say that Josh Dobbs is going to win you. Seventeen. I don't think anyone can look me in the face and say that Josh Dobbs is winning me a football game. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, uh, well then, uh, I'll go, I'm going to, I'll give you one team. I think in the NFL is on contender watch that I have out of the playoffs and potentially chance to make a run. And I think that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that their defense is very good. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I have them at 10 and seven missing the playoffs. I think I could see a world in which Pickett and the offense takes a step forward and they could be really good fighting for you know the top of the division if that doesn't happen though i think they'll be right around the same as last year and then one team i've got on pretender watch in the nfl is the minnesota vikings i think that they're going to be significantly worse than last year last year they won a bunch of one score high variance games that just i think it was nine yeah they, they nine game winning drives yeah it is hard for me to it's hard for me to think that all of that is going to happen again. I think that I don't think they got any better. And I think that it's just, you know, using statistical variance is hard to win all of those games again. I've got them at nine and eight squeaking into the playoffs. I think that's as high as they'll go. Yeah. So for my. You said dark horses or like yeah contenders. One, yeah, one contender you think one dark horse contender you think. 
Um, for AFC, I'm going to say, I guess the Chargers made it last year. I do think the Chargers are going to be a – they won 10 games last year, so I don't want to say significantly better, but they're going to be 11-6. and six. That's one way one away from division title versus the Chiefs. Yeah. Only reason I think that is off Kellen Moore on the offense and not freaking I don't know who the actual offensive coordinator was, but I know Brian Staley had some sort of command in that offense. Yeah. And he was literally just playing Madden out there going forward on fourth and tens, fourth and twelves yeah. in his own territory. So I think that's gonna help a lot. I think they're gonna score a lot of points. Their defense is solid. I don't recall because Brian Staley's supposed to be defensive coordinator. Yeah, Brian so Staley's... but he he Brand, yeah, Brand, yeah, Brian Staley yeah, supposed to be supposed to be a defensive coordinator, but it did seem he had a lot of pull on what the offense was running. But yeah, their defense is solid. Um I do I would say the runner up would be the Steelers. I don't think they're gonna have a losing record. Like I said, if they go, if they win two more games or even one more game, depending on if they beat the Jets or not, because I believe they play the Jets, then, yeah, they'll definitely get in, sneak in for that seventh spot. Mm-hmm. I think my issue is, is I know Kenny Pickett has scored every single time he's touched the field in the preseason. I just mm-hmm. don't think, I think it was overhyped. Yeah. And I want to see what a real defense with, Everyone out there playing hard, how he's going to react. I don't think it's going to be bad, That's but everyone's, at least Steeler fans, are swinging for the fences right now because they haven't seen Kenny Pickett not <laughs> score yet in the 2023 season. Yeah. Who, uh, My pretender? Yeah, who do you got for pretender? I might have to switch, and I think my pretender is the freaking Jets. Because like I said, I'm not that I'm thinking about it, I might okay. switch them down and put them at nine. Okay. Maybe I have all three of them at nine and eight and just have the Dolphins up and then Steelers and then Jets at the bottom because they lost to both. Okay. I just don't – because I forgot. I read out that first six games. And yeah. Obviously, if they do good in that, say they come out four and two somehow, that's going to look real good. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. I don't – it's just really hard to get everything – like you said, everything – um working and operating at yeah. a high level first year around, it's yeah. really hard to do that right. when a lot of people are trying to learn. Right. And I think that's what happens with even Kenny Pickett said it last year. I was trying to learn on the fly. Now it's, I already know everything and I'm just running it. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen. So yeah, I might, now that I keep talking, I might throw the Jets down at nine speed, just okay. not making it. Okay. NFC, my pretenders are Giants. Yeah. I don't think they're making a playoff. I don't believe in any dimes. Uh, it's 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 all Saquon, and I know they got Waller, and I think Waller will help a little bit. Yeah, I just don't think Daniel's that good. Yeah, but you can have all the weapons you want. I just don't think okay. Daniel Jones is that good. Got overpaid, and yeah, I'm I'm not behind that. Okay, my my you know, my dark horse is gonna have to be. I want to say the Bears, but I haven't at the nine seed, so I can't say the Bears. I'll say the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks made the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. but I think the Seahawks are going to be really good. Okay. And I think because they really – they the way that they won football what, 10 years ago almost, Legion of Boom, 10, 8 years ago, yeah. is they had a really good defense, and they had a 
all right offense that could get them through and capitalize on all the turnovers the defense was getting. Yeah. I think the defense is going to be really, really, really good in Seattle. I almost picked them in fantasy because that's how good I think they're going to be. Yeah. But I want to see it first. Okay. They have Witherspoon, the rookie. He yeah. is insane. I actually got to watch him train in person because he came to Exos here. Yeah. I think he is an insane talent. He's going to be really good. Right. I think he's going to be like kind of like a sauce. Okay. Like right out the gate. He's just going to be locking people up. Okay. And the only thing different with him is he tackles. Yeah. If you watch film, sauce is not like to tackle nobody. But yeah. Witherspoon lo- loves to hit someone. Yeah. So I think Witherspoon with Worland in his second or to Woodland yeah. in his second year, Tariq, they got uh, Diggs coming back. They got Jamal Adams coming back. Their linebacking core, Jordan Brooks, he's very good. I think he's underrated in the league. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. They got Bobby Wagner back. And I think the final piece is, is they drafted and signed some defensive line now. It's not a great group, but it's I think it's a very substantial group. Okay. Probably, I'd say, a sneaky top 10 D-line. And their offense is good. They have Kenneth Walker. They then Jigba they saw or they didn't sign they drafted him they still got the two receivers DK and Lockett and Gino at the helm so I I truly think they're going to be very good I don't think they're going to be better than the Niners so they're going to have to be a five or six seed but card, yeah. I think they're going to be very good okay yeah we'll see how it uh we'll see how it plays out quickly uh wrapping things up I'm gonna go ahead and give my Season predictions, we're going to go MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Rookie of the Year on both sides of the ball, and then Super Bowl matchup. I've got Mahomes winning MVP. I think he is head and shoulders better, and it's a quarterback award, whether it's right or wrong. The MVP is a quarterback award. I think he's head and shoulders better than every other quarterback in the NFL. I've got Tyreek Hill, Offensive Player of the Year. Obviously, as you said, Deuce predicting him 2,000 yards. That is quite the feat. I've got TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's beyond a difference maker. He broke the sack record two years ago when he was healthy. It's just whether or not he can stay healthy this year. Doug Peterson, Coach of the Year. If the Jags win double-digit games, win the division, going from turning around that franchise, I think it's hard for him not to win it. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, I've got Bijan Robinson. I think he's going to be incredible this year. Defensive rookie of the year, you touched on him a little bit. I've got Devin Witherspoon. Uh, I think I still believe personally the Seahawks should have taken a quarterback at that pick. I th- I don't think they're going to ha- have a chance to pick number five overall. I think they were um, again with how their team is, but. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to fit in really well there. And the Super Bowl, I've got Chiefs over 49ers. Uh, I've got 27-20 final score. I think Chiefs, even with them not looking good last week, I've got them winning over the Niners going back-to-back. Solid. Uh, I do have some similar ones. I got some similar picks for uh, that you. My MVP, and if you were listening earlier. Uh, I got them as being the one seed in the AFC. I got Lamar Jackson. If he stays healthy, yeah. obviously he's missed, what, four games the last Six three years or something like that? Years. 
Yeah. 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 Something like that. So that's who I have. And I just think because he's still going to have the running. Yeah. And I think Zach's going to be able to pass the ball. I think he's going to have. What are they, I, I think he's going to have. I don't want to say 4,000 because that means he's not running it. Yeah. But obviously, an MVP year, I say he has 4,000 passing yards and. 1,000 rushing yards? A thousand rushing, yeah. I was about to say a thousand rushing yards, okay. and obviously being like the one seed. I, I, I have. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it, but my X factor is Todd Munkin from Georgia, mm. off the coordinator. Yeah, I think based on how he operated in Georgia, and obviously in Georgia, you have the best of the best in yeah. your your league or whatever. But I really feel like Todd Munkin is going to air air that ball out. I truly do. You got a very, very ramped up receiving core from last year. OBJ, Zay, Zay Flowers, and Bateman wasn't even bad last year. But now that instead of him trying to be forced into a number one role, it's going to be a number three. And that's probably where he belongs and will be able to excel in as like a mismatch player. But yeah, I have Lamar Jackson for my offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill. I said 2K yards. Okay. It's going to have to be Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it's a huge year. And then for defensive player of the year, I have Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. I want to say, I wrote this down before the game, I wanted to say Chris Jones as the runner-up just so in the fact if he, say, sat out six games and they were really bad, just on the offensive line, not losing games, but, like, really bad in the interior, and then he came back and all of a sudden everything's all fixed, that was going to be a – like a glimpse or something Mm -hmm. that I think could happen as like a dark horse defensive player of the year. But yeah, I got Michael Parsons. I think he's actually very upset. He didn't get it last year. Yeah. Like kind of butt hurt. So I think he's (laughs) really going (laughs) to, I think he's really going to go on a tear. Yeah. B. John Robinson as offensive rookie of the year, got runner up Bryce young. If, if everything pans out my defensive rookie of the year, like I said, I was talking very high on Witherspoon. I was surprised you took him. No. And I have Will Anderson, though, because I feel like for yeah. the position, he's going to be able to show how much better he is than Witherspoon. Because I know Sauce won it last year, but I feel like it's really hard to win an award at the cornerback position because if you don't have any picks, but you're locking up, I think it's really hard for people to see that and vote that. But with Will Anderson, you're going to see him throwing tackles all over all over the field. Yeah. So I think it's going to be Will Anderson and Robert. Uh, what's the uh, or not D'Amico Ryan's? Yeah. D'Amico I think Ryan's he's going to be there. a great coach for him to be able to really excel and develop him. Yeah. My coach of the year, Dan Campbell. I already wrote. I wrote that down before okay. the game happened. Like I said, I think they're going to go 11 and 6. A lot of people are drinking the Lions Kool-Aid. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's like obvious. their year to be like the most improved or any award-wise. So I think it's going to be Dan Campbell for coach of the year. Okay. And I didn't write this on Super Bowl, but I can just do it off the top of my head. I think the Super Bowl I hmm, it's really hard to say the 49ers wouldn't go if everyone was healthy because Yeah. You saw in the first quarter of that game before Pur- Purdy got hurt that they were holding their own pretty well against the Eagles. I just I think that 
Jalen Hurts took another step. Yeah. If that's even possible. So it's hard to go back to back though. Mm-hmm. It's real hard. Yeah, I got the Chiefs winning back to back, not only going back to back. I guess I'm gonna drink the Kool-Aid. I'll say the 49ers go. Actually, no, because everyone's saying the 49ers go. Eagles go back to back. They're 16 and one. I think that I don't want to be biased, man. I really don't. I don't want to be biased and say that my Bills make it. Just do but it. Just get it over. Rip the band. I know. I just I'll just rip the bandaid off rip because band-aid off. In a sense, this is quote like quote unquote like the last year. Because we we were able to stop the bleeding and keep everyone together this year by what two million dollars in cap space. Yeah. Next year it is someone's gonna have to go. Yeah. It's it's someone's going to have to go. So I think this is their last window. So we'll just go Bills Eagles, man. Who do you got winning? As much as I hate it, say Bills Eagles. Say the word. (laughs) I got Bills winning. Yep. 3128. Okay. There you go. Bills end their career long Super Bowl drought, according to Deuce. I want to say the Cowboys, but I can't see the Cowboys actually going all the way. Yeah. I think they're too much of a dysfunctional organization. That even if they do, because they do have all the weapons, but I don't think <laughs> they would, I don't think they'd be able to grasp that. Yeah. Bills, Eagles, man. Yeah. That's a tough game for me to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Uh, I think that I think that does it. Uh, I think that wraps up our inaugural episode of the Helmet to Helmet podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're hoping to do at least one, maybe two episodes per week. We're going to be covering all things football the entire season. Uh, keep an eye out for us on social media and wherever you get your podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah, thanks for living. Or thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Be down in the comments. Let us know what you thought. Give us a rating. We'll do. Def- we'll definitely uh, take a look and see what we can be better at. So thanks for listening. From Stokes and uh, Deuce, uh, that was Helmet to Helmet.